0: you're listening to mummy is doing a beauty pageant podcast with your host jessica barkley oh wait that's me (laughs) the current miss middlesex galaxy and mummy to one amazing little girl here i will share my crazy journey from buggy walks to walking the stage at the united kingdom galaxy finals but don't worry this isn't all about me I'll be interviewing current and former queens, plus experts in many areas of pageantry. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams on or off the stage, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give it a shout on social and pop me a little review over on iTunes. Now, strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. Hello, hello, hello and welcome back to another episode. I This episode is going out a little bit later than it would normally. Normally it goes out at 5am because I am actually recording this episode on the day from the Miss Teen Great Britain finals. Well, I'm not actually at the finals right now. I'm currently in my hotel room that I've just checked into. Uh, I've had my hair done by the amazing Duncan Fisher of the Glam Squad. And I am going to go and grab some food and drink after I've recorded this episode and then get ready. Um, Sharing a room with one of my fellow um, Ms. Galaxy contestants. And already caught up with another one. Like, it's really nice to get and see everyone. And it felt quite topical to be recording this episode from here because it reminds me of all the additional expenses that there are involved with pageantry. And um, Now, you don't have to go to other pageants. Uh, you don't have to go to appearances. You don't have to pay to get your hair done. But I don't think it's realistic to say that you can do pageantry on the cheap. Now, there are Facebook groups and whole things that like will disagree with that. But I think they miss one key factor. If you're not spending money, you're spending your time. And that is still an expense and still an investment. We are very quick to see the the price of something if there's an actual pound sign or dollar sign next to it. But when it comes to our time, we don't factor that in so much. For me, this is a very expensive trip away. And that's not just because of the money side of things. Uh, I've had extra half day of childcare for my daughter. And my partner is working. Um, he's very busy at the moment. He couldn't just drop everything for two days and have her. We normally have um, childcare for one of these mornings and then both two hours and both afternoons. So we've paid for an extra morning so that he has is covered until, well, he'll have picked her up by now, and um, he's covered till 3.45 on both days, and he'll pick her up both days, I might get home in time tomorrow afternoon to pick her up, but we don't know, so there's that kind of additional cost, but then there's also the fact that I've got that time away from her, I've got the time away from my partner, I've got the time away from work, doing work, be it paid work, luckily one of my clients is actually away, who I would have been seeing now, she is away on holiday this week anyway, So kind of time that in. Other clients, I've moved around to fit in on the other days and stuff. So that's fine. But there is other work that isn't going to get done because I'm here. And even stuff for the podcast, there will be less happening for the podcast uh, because I'm here. And that is also an expense, although it's not a monetary value expense. It is still an expense. And we need to factor those things in. Sometimes we would rather throw money at a problem than our time and sometimes we'd rather throw time than money. Sometimes we don't have a choice either way. We may not have time, we may not have the money and therefore we have to throw the other thing at it. But I don't think it's realistic to say that it's not an expensive hobby and it's not an expensive passion because it is. It's either going to cost you a lot of time or a lot of money. Now, obviously you can rock up and not do it properly. I'm basing this on going in and giving it your best you don't have to do that, you can just want to go and enjoy it and have fun, use clothes you've got, exactly how I did my first pageant, I got a lot from doing my first pageant, even though it was also a disaster, go back to the beginning early episodes of the podcast and you will understand why, but I also got so, so much from it and I invested very little because I put very little in, I still had to pay for the hotel and my entrance fees and, um, and maybe bought some new earrings or something like that there would have been some little bits there and, and time away as well I was studying at the time so it's time away from studying there was still expense monetary and time expense involved then and that wasn't even giving it anything really let's be honest I turned up that's all that's all they got from me but if you really want to go in and compete to win or compete to really have a wonderful time and enjoy the, the gown shopping experience and going to the other events, Miss Teen Great Britain is run by Pageant Girl Limited, which run Galaxy. So a lot of the Galaxy girls are here. The same team that runs, obviously, the Galaxy pageants are here. So it's really lovely to see everyone. It is going to attract... If, you, if the pageant you're going into... runs other pageants it's nice to go to those other pageants not just to show support but to meet the girls that you're going to be competing with that's really nice but it is a big expense this hotel was not cheap i'm sharing it with a friend which is really nice because we'll get that extra time together we'll get that like pillow talk chit chat which you won't necessarily get when loads of us are there so that's really nice um i've got her a bit early so i will get to do a little bit of work and i said i'm going to go and grab some food Um, So that I've eaten well before I have to try and put my dress on and look slim. Um, It's not very forgiving, this dress, in lots of ways. And it is in lots of other ways. So that'll be fun. But check out my social media. I will be posting it on there later. And it's these little bits that don't necessarily make it into the budget when you first start planning. I'm going to be doing some future episodes about setting up a strategy for when you've signed up for a pageant and these, fitting in these kind of events is really important. Tonight does count as an appearance so I should get my sash out, make sure it's not creased, I hate having a creased sash. Um, This does count as an appearance but it's I guess more a social appearance. I feel like parents should have different categories. It's more like a social appearance. Uh, some appearances you can do that cost a lot less but you need to consider what types of appearances you want to do and what's going to be the financial commitment and expense to those if you're one of your appearances is a ball there's the the dress the hair the makeup the accommodation if you're staying further afield i live in southwest london and there's not as much going on pageant wise down south as there is up north if i lived up north i might be able to travel to things more easily without the expense of hotels and long drives um I got, I was getting cold filling up my petrol tank, so I didn't even fill it up, but it's already empty by the time I got here. Those kind of expenses as well, and so just going to appearances can factor in a cost. So you that can play a part in where the, what appearances you decide to do as part of your pageant strategy as well. So it's not, it's getting to the things, it's what you need to wear for the things. Um, I'm being the snow queen for one of my appearances. Um, I'm actually going to use the costume for a couple of other ones as well. But there's been the time and monetary expense of setting and getting my snow queen outfit sorted and then altered so I could actually do it up um, for those appearances now like I said there are some much simpler appearances that I am doing as well that are going to cost me much less time and money but there is still an expense to all of them that you need to factor in then there's like the training any training you want to do for the pageant again I'm going to talk about this in the the episodes about strategy but for me uh, my walk I had coaching on my walk because I didn't didn't really feel comfortable in my walk. I didn't know what my walk should be. And I was trying to impersonate other people's walks. Um, And although I'm not having, at the moment, not going to be working with a coach, um, I learned a lot then that I've added in. And it's made me find the walk that's right for me. And now I will be putting a time investment, so a time expense, into making sure pretty much once a week that I'm going and running through my walks um I just use the studio at my gym when no one's in there and I take my shoes in um and I usually do that before I hit class on Saturday morning so it's part of my routine but it does mean that Saturday mornings I am up early I, ha- I can't I'm usually up early anyway but I can't think oh I'd like a lion today because I am investing that one hour on a Saturday morning before the studio is in use um to go and practice my walks. It's a time investment, but you might actually want to invest in a monetary investment of a coach to help you with your walks and things. Same, you might feel like you're really worried with interview and you'd like to book in some, some paid for practice interview sessions with a coach and things like that. Expense, time and money expense. Uh, you could go down the route and saying, I haven't got the money to throw at that, but I've got the time to organize a group of friends, give them a bit of a briefing about what judges normally do and get them to run some mock interviews with me. Sort of like once a month, pull them all together, make them dinner and in return they do these mock interviews. That is an option as well. Like Again, time investment, still an expense. I feel like you're getting the general theme here. Well, at least I hope you are. That however you approach your pageantry there's going to be, it's going to be an expensive hobby. And you need to put a value on your time. You really need to assess if things are worth doing yourself or if it's worth paying for someone. If you are working like a shift job and stuff, is it worth you doing the time yourself and turning down that shift or is it worth you paying for it? And sometimes you want to be cheap. I'm using that in speech marks. You want to be cheap in one area But you're actually gonna splurge in another area. And part of that is having a budget and a bit of a plan of attack for those kind of things. Working out, I like working out when you're gonna pay for things. I like to pay for things in advance. I have paid my hair and makeup with the Glam Squad, paid for already in full. Because when I rock up on the day, it's gonna feel like it's free. (laughs) Now, that's just logic for you. But if I paid for things in advance, I tend to enjoy them more when I actually get around to doing them um so pay for things in advance works for me some people would rather keep the money in their bank account which is probably financially better um that tiny little bit of interest that might creep in and pay for things on the day but then you really need to make sure that you've put enough money aside and things for that as well so plan your budget decide if you're going to pay for it now pay for it later pay for it in the middle whatever you're going to do try and stick to it as I mentioned in an earlier episode I did go over budget on my evening wear and I'd set myself a 600 pound budget uh, but I wanted a dress that I could use again and I can't tell you what for because it'll give away something about my dress um, but I wanted a dress I could use again for something. Uh, I had a 600 pound budget including alterations And I ended up spending 800 before alterations and I've had to buy a petticoat. But other than that, I'm on the whole sticking to my budget. But that dress was magical. So maybe having like miscellaneous a contingency fund just in case you find the absolute dream dress. That's really, really important. But do say when you're going into dress shops and talking to them about what dresses would be best for them. Do give them a realistic budget for you so that you're not trying on... £5,000 gowns that you're never going to be able to afford because once you've tried that dress on nothing will compare and you will never feel truly comfortable in the dress that you end up in that you can afford so be really honest with them and say I can only afford this budget most shops carry a range of priced dresses to suit a variety of budgets and it's not always going to be the £5,000 dress that's going to look better compared to the £55 dress it depends how it fits you you Getting Sometimes it's better to spend less on the dress and be able to get it tailored to fit you than it is to buy a really, really expensive dress and not get it tailored. I would never not factor in some money to have it customised when it comes to evening and fashion wear. Um, Even swimwear to an extent, if you want to make it more pageantry, depending on your system. But to have your fashion wear and your evening wear not fitting correctly is worse than having something cheap or secondhand or whatever it is um in my book but other people might have other opinions but in my book it's better that it fits you right and then it costs you less than something really expensive and didn't, didn't fit you right at all. I'm hopefully going to be working on in the future some pdf downloads around planning things like your strategy and your budget but I'm looking to team up with someone else to create those so if you are really good with the spreadsheets and those kind of things. And would be interested in maybe a collaboration project for that kind of thing, then do get in touch. Hit me up on the email jessicaabarkley at icloud.com, and hopefully, those will be out fairly soon. Before I wrap this episode up, I would really like to say a big thank you for everyone for listening so far. I'm getting some really lovely feedback about the podcast. It's really sparked lots of ideas. We have got a new series of episodes coming out called the Sunday Slam Sessions. I Recorded the first one of those yesterday and it will be going out this Sunday. Those are 40 rapid fire questions with pageant contestants, pageant queens, other pageant industry experts they are fun, just get to know on a completely different level all these different people within this amazing industry. So I'm really looking forward to those episodes. Again, hit me up on the email I gave earlier if you would like to be considered for one of those episodes. The other episodes that I'm looking to start creating are the five questions that describe your system you may have heard uh, at the end of last week's Friday episode with Holly Pirrie, uh, we did the five questions about Galaxy and I would like to do some episodes that are just those five questions with directors of pageants. So if you're a pageant director of a, a national or an international pageant, it needs to be a pageant that's going to be year on year. It can't just be a pageant that's a one-off charity one and um, I'm just doing the ones that are going to be at a bit more evergreen, the episodes, so um, pageants that will be on year on year, but if you are, maybe you're a title holder and you want to pass the message on to your director and get her on here, they're very quick episodes to record, so half an hour tops, and um, likely to be about 10 minutes recording time, uh, then it'd be great to get some more episodes, those episodes recorded too. While I've got you here, and I'm asking you to like message me and do all this stuff, I probably should have done one thing per episode. Uh, It would be amazing if you are an iTunes user or if you could just find it in your heart to become an iTunes user and rock on over there and do a review for the podcast. I know it says about this in the intro and outro, but just kind of want to reiterate how important that is for me to get the feedback, but also um, for the ratings and stuff on iTunes and help me to appear more when people search for pageant in the podcast app having those reviews is just absolute gold dust so if you feel like you would give me five stars uh, then rock on over and whack a beautiful five star review up Uh, that would be really really appreciated thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. So it means a lot that you've spent some of it here. Do rock on over to my Facebook or Instagram to share your thoughts on this episode. And I would really love it if you could give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, things mentioned in this episode, etc., please pop over to the website, which is mummyisdoingapageant.com.